Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I got this tattoo the other day, and the um, lady who tattooed me was a, um, she's a lesbian. Single? No, she's a girlfriend. She's a lesbian who is French and Lebanese, slay. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I moved to America, like, for college when I turned 18. Like, French is my first language. Like, she was so cool. And I, she was like, can I get you anything? And I said, yeah, like an ice water. And she said, you fucking Americans and your ice. And I said... <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah. And then I was like, wait, because every time I've gone to Europe or a foreign country and I'm like, can I have ice? They're like, no. Yeah. It's not a thing. Because well, I was thinking on the way here, you drink that and there's no ice in it. And yeah. you also don't care if your drinks are refrigerated. No, not really. But the reason why this drink isn't like there's no ice in it because I put like um, workout shit in it and it, it'll just get uh, like chunky if I put ice in it. Uh, yeah. It, but that's it's so American being like, can I have a glass of ice? Yeah. I just had to say that. Because this isn't, it was refrigerated, now it's lukewarm, and I know I can't drink it. It's just you bragging that you've been to Europe. <laughs> you, you know that I haven't been to Europe. You know. Oh, <laughs> no, you don't. It just was a L American moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, that face when you're American? Yeah. Welcome back to Violating, Violating Community, Community Guidelines. With your cousins. Brittany. And Sarah. And we're in a new studio today. All right. The new and improved one. Actually looking at you, like with this wall behind me, it's kind of like messing up my eyes. <laughs> it really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You know, there's like books where you like try to look for like um, like a word within like a color. Yeah. And everyone's just like, relax your eyes. And you're like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> I'm having a stroke. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> and everyone's like, look, a lizard. And you're like, I can't. I don't see it. Yeah. 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 I feel like my eyes are crossing. Yeah. You, it's actually, oh my gosh, it's like a vision test. Oh God. Can we kill the lights in here, guys? <laughs> we do this show with an eye patch now. <laughs> well, what are we talking about today, Cuzzo? We're talking about the influencer to musician pipeline. Which is a highly requested topic mm -hmm. because what is it? Why does it happen? Are we going to solve the answer question? No. Are we going to sign any deals? Probably not. Probably not. Well, I don't want to speak for you. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we want to, everyone kind of knows if you're on social media at all, mm -hmm. that social media stars tend to be always in the news. They are the new, this is a hot take that I think uh -huh. they are the new celebrity. Yes. 
I mean, people care more about what fucking, like, the D'Amelios and Addison Rae are doing than, like, Tom Cruise. Yes. Well, Tom Cruise was just in a movie. That's a bad example. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yes, I do. I don't know why. The, this, the texture of the wall behind you is making me really giggly. Okay. But, yeah, I really think, I mean, I think a lot, because I think that a lot of people who are invested in the, um, like, pop culture are younger, and so, mm. like, younger people are, like, trying to find the new younger people, and Tom Cruise is not young anymore. Old and a Scientologist. <laughs> yeah, give it up. Yeah. You're yeah. in a cult. Give it up. Yes. Well, anyway, um, there's a bunch of people that come to mind, namely, like I said, like, Dixie D'Amelio, mm-hmm. Addison Ray, even, like, Tana Mojo. Those are kind of the cringe Tana Mojo has music? Yeah, bitch. You don't know Tana Mojo's smash hit 2017, Hefner? No. I fuck on your bitch like I'm Hefner. I teach 10% like I rep her. Yeah, I... No, you know what? I actually have heard that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that jogged your memory. Yeah, she um, wanted to be a rapper. Uh Uh-huh. That's so like her. Classic Tana. (laughs) She's always spitting bars. She's always... Hey, let's get in the stool. Let's drop some heat. Tana, stop. You meet her one time and she's freestyling. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a beat, give me a beat. Give me a word. And then you're like, duck. And she's like, duck, fuck, truck. And you're like, Tana. You're like, she's really good. Dial it back. Yeah. Save it for the studio. It's like the white guy that brings a guitar to the function. Tana's (laughs) just rapping. Yes. She's like, make a beat with the pots and pans. (laughs) Tana, it's my birthday, dude. She's camp rocking there. <laughs> She's kind of. She pretty, okay. Uh, uh, uh. Wait, Stanley included an article that said thirty-seven. It says thirty-seven extremely talented musicians. It says Lauren Gray, Conan Gray. No, thirty-seven talented music influencers. Oh, music influencers. Which we'll get into the difference between an influencer musician and a musician that's an influencer. Yeah, it's like how squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. <laughs> Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to kick us off? Yes. So let's start with influencers turned singers. Um, it's going to continue forever um, from the Harvard Crimson. Um, in an unsurprising move, TikTok star Addison Rae released her debut single, Obsessed, this month. This a is short- dated. A dated article. This is, yeah, it's dated. Um, a short song that highlights self-love and empowerment. Though Rae herself asserts in her Rolling Stone interview that it it's not as deep as people will think it is. I think people think it's pretty shallow. So, like, I personally spent about thirty-six hours trying to analyze the lyrics <laughs> over the course of a month. Yes. So, all right, Addison. Well, I mean, people can drown in two inches of water. <laughs> this could be deep to someone. Yeah, me. <laughs> really make an impact on their life. Uh, Ray is following closely in the footsteps of Dixie D'Amelio, the world's eighth most followed TikToker and actress, Olivia Rodrigo, who released debut singles "Be Happy" and "Driver's License," respectively, in recent months. So this is from a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I was singing "Obsessed" earlier because it's one of those. I think part of we'll get into the equation of what makes these people and these songs viral and why that it has success, however you define success, why Mm -hmm. it has publicity. Um, And I think that's a key part of it is that it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Like it's, I read Obsessed by Addison Rae and I was like, so I took a second, I said me too. I'm going to look at the lyrics now though. Yeah. Addison Rae. I want to see what she thought people are going to. Well, people thought that it was about Bryce Hall. Oh. Because this was, she had just broken up Bryce Hall and then she released a song called Obsessed where it says, you're obsessed with me, me too. Yeah. You I'm t- obsessed with me, me, me as much as you. <laughs> you turned our song down, baby, what for? You had lit candles on the dashboard. Red roses growing. <laughs> fire hazard, fire hazard. Out of the t- <laughs> you have 
can lit candles in your car. Driving 90 miles an hour <laughs> down the fucking 405. Flames. That's like me with my beanie babies. Every time I <laughs> stomp on the brake, they just all fly and hit me. But that's in lieu of airbags that I don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So there's a <laughs> there's a reason for them. But yeah, I mean, that was really deep. I'm going to have to stew on that later. That's what I'm saying. Dude, if I was Bryce Hall, I'd be punching the wall. <laughs> yes. Punching the fucking air, dude. <laughs> um, so uh, these songs made by and for TikTokers become instant hits, though, the, though these creators previously weren't famous for music. The influencer to singer pipeline is created by the confluence of two movements, entertainment, entertainer despecialization and the rise of music production technology that can sell almost anyone as a pop star. Um, as a new generation of influencers establish fame on TikTok, it's only natural that they expand their careers into music, especially considering the app's merger with Musical.ly in 2017. Were you on Musical.ly? I was not, but I knew about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very well versed in <laughs> Musical.ly, <laughs> but I never personally made... <laughs> Actually, I'm lying. I did make an account because yeah. I made a... F- <laughs> Wait. I made a fake... One. Well, I made an account and then I made like a parody musically. Yeah. In 2018, right before I graduated college. What is in my mouth? Your tongue. That, yeah, that and food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's talking, food just comes up and you're yes. like, <laughs> um, <laughs> swallow it back. Swallow, sorry. Yeah. Um, fuck me. What was I saying? Oh, <laughs> I made a, a parody musically with my friend uh, Emily mm-hmm. and. It was always those, like, you know, sped up, like, belly dancer ones of, like, just anyone thinking that they were fucking... I don't know what that trend is, by the way. Yeah. Do you know who Malu Trevejo is? Uh, Kind of, yeah. Malu was a Musical.ly star um, who was just pretty and would, like, belly dance. And now she's on TikTok and she still does the same thing, but she's, like, so hot and she got a BBL. I'm obsessed, even though she's problematic. It's whatever. She was on Musical.ly, like, famous for just belly dancing because she was kind of good at it. Yeah. But it was like fourteen year olds, uh-huh. all like lifting up their shirt and like tucking it into their bra and like doing <laughs> yes. just like convoluting their stomachs and like I remember watching that and being like, because I was twenty one, yeah, watching these like early high schoolers do this and I was like, what are we doing, dude? Like I wasn't on Tumblr looking at eating disorder blogs. Yeah. Anyway. We would see that and be like, what are these fucking kids doing? And that famous musically of the dude with his grandpa. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I will give up, nah, nah, nah. Don't you give up, nah, nah. And he like flips the camera around, but it's his fucking dead grandpa in the background. Yeah. Hooked up to a tube. She, anyway, we made one and we were dying laughing. I don't think we ever published it. We just like did it with that speed up effect and we all watched it and it was just the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. Because when you are not that target demographic where you're like, this is so cool, I want to do that. Yeah. And you can zoom out and be like, this is so <laughs> absurd. Yeah. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. And so I never posted it. I, I made an account only to absorb the information and never to like pose. Yeah. That's my, my musically story. I can't imagine you belly dancing at all, even ironically. Yeah. It was bad. It was funny, too, because it's like, I don't have a flat stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so to be like... I wouldn't say that's what I makes it that. bad, though. It, but it was so like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what was the camera like like six inches from your stomach? It's just looking into your... There was this guy on Vine um, who would like 
write famous people's uh, names on his stomach, and then he would belly dance really quickly. <laughs> so he, he, like, did that um, for my name, and it was just, like, you know, like, J-Lo, like, on the floor, but, like, my name moving <laughs> on this guy's stomach. Yeah. And I was like, thanks, man. This yeah. is great. <laughs> really appreciate it. You're that dude that puts famous people's names in the, his mohawk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, people that do that, why? I know. Hey, why are you doing that? <laughs> I mean, if it's, like, easy to do, then, like, and it's funny, I would probably do it. Hey, you enjoyed it, it sounds like. <laughs> I know, yeah, it was super easy. He just wrote my name backwards and then belly danced to On the Floor by <laughs> J-Lo. <laughs> It was the best birthday of my life. I know. It's the first time I felt celebrated. I know. Someone remembered it was my birthday this time. Um, uh. But yeah, that is uh, my Musical.ly story. And then, as we all know, Musical.ly merged with TikTok yeah. in 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, 2017. Um, and then the rest is kind of history because mm-hmm. 2019 is when tiktok really took off that's yeah. when i personally started using it and then when it started to become more mainstream and not just like what are these cosplayers doing yeah <laughs> so anyway um <clears throat> this phenomenon goes back further than tiktok tana mojo like i mentioned mm-hmm. famous for her storytime videos on youtube and snapchat released her debut single hefner in 2017 as a fulfillment of her longtime wish of becoming a rapper the song proved to be her most lasting contribution to the music world, though she releases a new single almost every year. She has another one yeah. called oh um, um, Cloud Nine yeah. with Elijah Daniel. I'm looking up her discography. It's Hefner, FaceTime, Fuck Up, W. Because I'm a fuck up. <laughs> I'm so fucked up. <laughs> 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 The, there's um, Dead A, Four Loco, um, Without You, and an OnlyFans. Uh, What's the fucking one she did with Elijah Daniel? She's got Roast Yourself Challenge, Kobe Cloud, Clout Nine, and Without You. Clout Nine. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm popping on Clout Nine. How do you actually know these? Because I used to watch them so ironically, they would just get stuck in my head. Yeah, like ironically. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. it's uh, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but it's like. That's the reason why these songs go viral is because people hate watch them. Yeah. Like, now, what the fuck is this? Tana Mojo made a song, and then you watch it, and then you're like, you got to watch this. Yeah. And then by the time you're done showing it to everyone, you've seen it like 15 times. Yeah. Me ga- gathering all 15 of my friends, like, <laughs> oh, let's yes. all watch this. <laughs> yeah, there's a part where she comes in, and she's like, like, and it's also like trying to watch with these influencers what persona they develop yeah. to sing. Because yes. you can't just be like, yourself i uh-huh. guess like you have to be a little more theatrical a little more whatever i almost just said a histrionic yeah i mean that is right histrionic means like dramatic like super dramatic period yeah my vocab brain <laughs> um oh there's a skylight in here yes there is. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. she comes in and she's like tiana coming through with the forecast and i remember being like why is she talking like that yeah but i mean i think that makes the most sense for her yeah. That voice. Like, I wouldn't expect her to, like, put on, like, a British accent or something. <laughs> or, like, super something super complex. It would yeah. just be an exaggeration of, like, Valley Girl. Yeah. I guess that's true. Leaning mm. into the, like, bimbo. Yeah. Um, I think she's... Say what you want about Tana Mojo and all these fucking problematic influencers, but, like, they're so smart. Mm-hmm. Like, for being... I, some it's on purpose a lot of the times problematic on purpose oh, no, it's and all the time they're yeah. being problematic and just like getting so many views and so much money and like sure people hate you but like they are so rich yeah 
Maybe that that's the secret. You have to stop being a good person. <laughs> you have to be an absolute narcissist who doesn't care about others yeah, and is wildly you and offensive. Your group. <laughs> yes. Just be super racist is their strategy. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm, know what? I think I'll just stick with the way that we're going. Yeah, I'll think with having uh, some form of a moral compass. Yeah. I think it serves us pretty well. Mm, I'm already cluster B. I can't lean into it more. <laughs> um so the song proved to be her most, yeah, uh, ex-Viner Jake Paul began his rap career in earnest with the comically awkward It's Every Day Bro. I remember that one, though, too. Yes, and I would like to talk about It's Every Day Bro. Okay. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um, okay. <laughs> when it first came out, I remember me and my siblings watched it together. Mm-hmm. I have a six and seven year age gap with my brother and sister. Yeah. And for the first time ever, we all bonded on this of us being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, this is so bad. And when Logan Paul came out with his diss track to his brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to do an episode on that. Okay. <clears throat> Just diss tracks by... Dist- the Paul brothers? <laughs> yes. Paul, yes. Well, on YouTube diss tracks actually, and how cringy that is. Wait, actually, t- podcast topics that are that hyper-specific, the Paul brothers have so much info. I want to do one on the Paul brothers. Okay, yeah, and then we can like lean into their diss tracks and stuff yes. like that. Yes, and then shit like Rice Gum and all that, mm-hmm. where all those, I don't know any, and then, uh, who was, Faze Banks? Oh, yeah. All those people, like, <laughs> it's kind of like I know who they are, but I don't. I vaguely remember them. Yes. <laughs> you giggling at yourself. <laughs> no, dude, the wall behind you is just so confusing. <laughs> Your face is like is like moving. It's like sand. Yeah, like a mirage. But yeah, no, that's like uh, really great topics. Like, um, I was you know I had a separate thing. You were like, that's the first time you bonded with your siblings. Yeah. That's how I felt when I my sister came out as a lesbian. Period. And like she's like four years younger, and I was like, oh, happy Pride Month, guys. Happy Pride. Yeah, but I was like, Hannah, you like oh, you like yeah, and she's like I do, and then yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's how I felt, but over Jake Paul. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> that is your pride moment. It is. <laughs> yes. Jake Paul is a very um, uh, turning point in my life with my uh, familial relationships. Yes, and so, and also when he, f- <laughs> when Logan and Jake boxed, yeah, whoever, that was another moment where me and my siblings were like, "Dude, did you see the fight? <laughs> they're, they're actually good boxers, which they is are. crazy." And they set the precedent for these like cringe whatever influencer versus whoever boxing matches yeah <laughs> because they actually prepared for it and like are built as fuck and like take it seriously and bryce yeah. hall being like i'll fight anyone yeah i'll fight anyone who like wants to i and just like 
imagine influencers expanding into different sports. Like it's like you and me, like against Michael Phelps. Curling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you and me water polo. <laughs> Influencer water polo. <laughs> In our first suits. <laughs> yes. We drown immediately. <laughs> well, it's true. It's like what qualifications do these people have to do that? Anyone can box anyone. Yeah, literally. But for water polo? In a fursuit? Not everyone has access to a pool or fursuit. Or a fursuit, yeah. Not everyone can hold up 89 pounds of fur (laughs) and dripping water. Soaked to the bone. There, um, there's like uh, new sports being introduced to the Olympics, and there's one that's underwater hockey that's actually so decent. Like it's actually about to be in the Olympics. <coughs> I did a YouTube video on like unusual sports. There's um, like wife carrying, where you like it's a race. These are Olympic events. Oh no, no, no. These are like uh, I <coughs> made a YouTube video like these games should be in the Olympics. Oh, and, but underwater hockey is really close to being in the Olympics. Now, how the fuck do they do that? Um, you just take a lot of deep breaths. No, but like, what are, what puck stays on the ocean floor? I mean, <laughs> not the ocean floor, the pool floor. If it's like, I mean, you can it'll it's heavy enough. It'll if you hit it acro- across the ground, it'll go pretty far. That seems crazy. I, I like to watch. I know you should. It's actually really cool. I'm a queen who likes to watch <laughs> yes. underwater hockey. Um, what do you know about? Um... It escaped me. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was going to say that there's also, like, another another event called, like, wife carrying. Yeah. Where it's just, like, a relay race, but you carry your wife on top. That's wild. I know. We should enter that. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say, um, <laughs> you carrying yeah. you, you carrying uh, a, Yeah, I work person. out. I could carry you. Um, Russian slapping competition. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all ever seen Russian slapping competition, dude? <laughs> 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 the funniest <laughs> I've ever seen. They literally—it's just two beefy fucking Russian dudes. Yeah. You've seen them. Yeah. If you want to watch them, what's his name? Penguins is his username on YouTube. Go watch his videos <laughs> on Russian slapping competitions. They get like a shit ton of baby powder and just whop the fuck out of the other person. Yeah. And like these people literally lose consciousness sometimes, and I cannot believe this is a televised event in Russia. Yeah. I mean, like, are there different heats? Like backhanded, open-handed? Yeah. And there's rules. Yeah. You can't do like. Like a jaw, you can't use fingers, it has to be palm. Oh. You can like take someone's eye. <laughs> yes, if you hit them with your fingers. And when I put razor blades into my fingers, <laughs> yes. that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are there like, is, um, you know, like in wrestling where it's like you're paired together by like weight class? Yeah. Are you like paired together by hand size? You know, you would think. Yeah. And the more videos I watched, I was like, these two people are not equipped to slap each other. <laughs> this isn't fair. It's not fair. It's like a big fucking muscly, scary guy. Yeah. And then a little short guy. You got Jack the Skeleton. Yeah, just <laughs> slapping the fuck. I'm like, you're going to kill him. You're going to kill him. Those little dudes got little skinny hands. They'll yeah. get you. <laughs> Cut off your blood flow. Scary. Anyway, Jake Paul. <laughs> Um, he began his uh, rap career in earnest. Diss tracks gave away to the more polished sounds like Fresh Out of London in 23 and 2020. Now, let me tell you something about Fresh Out of London by Jake Paul. Uh-huh. It's a great song. You, okay. Unironically, dude. And you know who introduced me to it? Emmy Hartman. I thought you were going to say your siblings. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just Paul brother lovers. Yes. My siblings used to be Logan. Really? Like, religiously. My sister used to write Logan Paul fan fiction. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, bestie. But you did. Yeah. She did. Um, and when I, Emmy showed me this song and she was like, give it a chance. And I was like, Emmy, fucking Jake Paul, like you're kidding. Yeah. And then she showed it to me and I was like, it's kind of, it's kind of. 
kind of good. It's the only one that I really like. Uh huh. But I think that it's a strange thing because there's so much um, working against Jake Paul. Yeah. Like, I don't know who his, he is. His own brain. Yeah. Who he is, his brain, what he says, Emotions. what he does. Yes. Yeah. Um, his general reputation. But for someone so shitty to put something out that's like, <laughs> oh well, maybe this is kind of good. It's mm-hmm. like how might what the cognitive dissonance? Yeah, well, is I mean, a lot. like uh, a lot of singers don't write their own songs, so maybe someone wrote it for him. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would be willing to bet that you are right. Yeah, and as long as he can read a poem, he can pretty much rap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the poem is "Fresh Out of London." The bitch still got her accent. It's poetry. I know she's fresh out. Yeah, she's fresh out of London. <laughs> Also, uh, there's a very notable uh, line from a feature on It's Everyday Bro where the English guy who used to be in Team 10 says, England is my city. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's very American of him. <laughs> what? Like, how did you? How was that greenlit? Yeah. You're British, dude. It actually kind of does make sense that the Paul brothers heard that and they were like, that makes sense. That's so gas. That's yeah. so fire. <laughs> yes. Yo, 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 say that, say that. <laughs> uh, but Paul's output consists of 20 singles and through his music and 20. boxing stints, um, he has diversified his influencer portfolio. We should start boxing and singing. <laughs> At the same time. Yes. <laughs> it's super hard to maintain a note when you've just been punched in the neck. <laughs> I will tell you that. <laughs> Hey, I'd like to try. <laughs> yes. Athletes like Kobe Bryant, Deion Sanders, and Shaquille O'Neal all released music during their careers with varying degrees of success, as did the premier influencer Kim Kardashian in Jam, Turn It Up, a song she did, said was her biggest regret, <laughs> and one that producer of the dream said wasn't about kicking off a singing career. It was really uh, having the power of TV and gooping off. I would agree, too. I remember that, but I can't. My It's my jam. Turn it up. <laughs> my brain is, like, blocked it out, like, trauma. Yeah, that's You know, fair. like, getting in a car accident. Well, Paris Hilton has music, too. But it's actually really fucking good. Stars are blind. Yeah. I would feel for that, yeah. Um, what's the recent one where she had Kim be in the video? Oh. That one was good. Um, it was, like, my best friend's ass. Paris Hilton discography. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Um, Staring at my best friend's ass. Wait, let me look it up. Um, Me sh- on Spotify wrapped having Shaquille O'Neal as my number one stream <laughs> artist. <laughs> Actually, I feel like that'd be really easy to do and like a fun thing. You for- listen to it three times. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wonder how many monthly listeners he has. I'm looking it up. Um, so Paris Hilton's latest releases are Lone Wolves um, in 2019, I Blame You in 2020, and Zest, Better Than Sex. Find the... My best friend's ass. My best friend's ass? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best friend's ass. The lyrics are, the bouncer was so hot. But honestly, that's not an excuse to be effing rude. Literally. What promoter are you with? As if I need an effing promoter to get in this club. No, like, literally, you don't deserve that. Ugh, why isn't my phone charging? Do you need to pee? Yeah, I have to pee. All right, let's go. Me, anytime I go to the club. <laughs> this was just, like, a free thought. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even, like, sung. That is so crazy. Yeah, I know I wouldn't play this over. Oh, we have Shaquille O'Neal has four hundred ten thousand monthly listeners. I want to play it. Who are you people? The rules are there are no rules. You want to push me? Be my guest. You want to shove me around? Be my guest. Now, who the fuck is pushing Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> All right, I think we're. 
I just want to hear the in intro. I'm coming in the Moss Pit. I'm coming to the Moss Pit. I'm giving you permission. I can't even see it. It's pretty, it's music. Uh, what the fuck? Who the fuck is going up to Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal and pushing him around? Could you imagine, like, that person is probably deranged. <gasps> Starting a mosh pit with Shaquille O'Neal, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're dead. Oh, you died. <laughs> oh, game over. I mean, that is definitely, I mean, like, I feel like EDM people probably like that. Yeah, that's so, like, I am... Um, Front row uh -huh. at. Don't look at my screen, guys. <laughs> um, I'm front row at like EDC at like a like a electronic. I'm headbanging over the barrier barricade. Yeah, that's insane. I know. I think that being at EDC is absolutely my worst nightmare. I see that for you. I'd be so overstimulated, covered in vomit. Yes. <laughs> Shaquille Shaking. starts moshing. I'm like, oh, it's it's getting worse. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You're overstimulated, crying, vomiting. When you see Shaquille O'Neal running at you full force, slow motion in a mosh pit, <laughs> with that song playing in the background, I accident accidentally end up Russian slap boxing. <laughs> slap the fuck out of Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Sorry, I was Um, so moving along, can anyone with money and fame become a pop star? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, as the music industry continues to add more and more middlemen to its professional ranks, the average three-minute song on the pop charts now takes five writers, <gasps> not counting producers, engineers, musicians, and their agents. That's an average? Yeah, five people. Like all the people on the top, Billboard Top 100, like it takes five people to write, you're obsessed with me, and so I took a second and I said, me too? Well, I mean, like their hand gets cramped. I guess that's true. <laughs> There's diarrhea bubbling in my stomach right now. Please don't. I'm just warning you. If I need to leave, you know what's up. Yes. In the brand new studio. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're in a new studio. Yeah. <laughs> Make it a mud run obstacle <laughs> after we're done. <laughs> it's going to be unusable when yes. we're done. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I didn't even fart. No, I was just coughing. Oh, okay. I like coughing like a little kid, but I've done it so many times, ironically, that I actually like stick out my Spread tongue COVID? and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Yes. All right, whatever. Um, already well on its way. Oh, wait, sorry. You were saying. Yeah, the distance between the song and the singer widens. Yeah, so with that many writers, and that's not even counting producers, engineers, musicians, and their agents, the distance between the song and the singer widens, which I agree. Already well on its way, songs may soon become completely commodified, produced by career songwriters and sold to singers who release it under their own name. Though some lament the commercialization of music, it's certainly not new. As soon as written music became secularized in the late Middle Ages, me and for the 1450s, <laughs> yes. like, I've written a jingle. <laughs> There's a Harry Styles from the 1450s. <laughs> Who do you think the, like... He has all the maidens just, like, lining up around <laughs> the, the maidens going fucking <laughs> crazy. <laughs> they throw their, like, corset up on the stage. Then they get burned at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, who was like the Lady Gaga of the Middle Ages? I don't know. I am farting, actually. No! It wasn't diarrhea. It's just gas. <laughs> I'm really hoping that it wouldn't be diarrhea. Well, we were about to find out three seconds ago. The wealthy back in the Middle Ages. So POV. You're a maiden. Yeah. <laughs> You smell like fucking ass. <laughs> You're riding a donkey. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, being called a witch, being ha- like you have stones thrown at you. All you've had to eat today is mead and bread. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're on your way to the record store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the wealthy could buy access to musicians and composers for their own entertainment. Mm-hmm. TikTokers' debut singles are simply the most recent demonstrations of this system. Uh-huh. So Addison Ray on TikTok is just like a witch in the 1450s. <laughs> yes. That's like crazy. wonder when she's going to get burned at the stake. Oh, I hope not. I hope she doesn't. Addison Ray, I wouldn't burn you at the stake. And we, I, would, I wouldn't either. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> Hey, guys. Don't so burn people at the stake. Stop burning people at the stake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seriously, why isn't anyone talking about this? I don't know. But if they like brought... Th- no, actually, I want to talk about the death penalty. Um, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Gonna, we're going to rewind on that one. Yeah. So access to musical instruments and the tools of the music industry <laughs> has always been unequal. And as long as there is fame in this world, the influencer to singer pipeline will continue to operate. Mm. So fame has been a staple in human history uh-huh. forever. Yeah. There's always been famous people. I mean, everyone likes popular people. You don't want to know why? Because we're sheeple. Uh-huh. We're shrimple. We're yeah. shrimp people. <laughs> yes. Ooh, ooh, I'm a shrimp. I think you just, you know, you like people and then it like, you know, I don't know, it's, you, lo- you really love people. But it's to a point that it's like, I now defer to this person for my opinions, for my identity. Yeah. I follow everything they do. I want to be them. Like, the, that's a level of fame and celebrity and, and cultiness that has always existed as well. I don't think I've Jesus. ever... Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> People followed him because they want to be him. Yeah, they said he's so slay. <laughs> he only had 32 followers. I thought he only had 12. He's basic. Oh, shit, he died at 32. He had 12 followers. He died at 33. No, we've literally filmed a YouTube video, like, where Fuck we argued you, dude. this. Have we? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ died at 32. Jesus is a Capricorn. Remember that? They calculate the death of Jesus as having... Oh. Wait, these are the years. When did Jesus die? What age? And how? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What happened to this dude? <laughs> Wait, that's so sad. <laughs> Jesus died at 32? <laughs> no, dude, that's basically like being 60 back then. Which is wild because if you he, had divine healings. I know. If he didn't get crucified at that point, he probably wouldn't get like... You would like go to Jesus and be like, I have fucking leprosy, dude. And yeah. he was like, you're healed. Mm-hmm. And you die at 40? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? Yeah, the idea of like God having like dysentery <laughs> and dying because of it. <laughs> that is... Um, I don't want to be made in his image. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus could have died of having diarrhea flakes in the water. Of having non-clean water. So How many times am I going to Google when did Jesus die? Jesus died at 32. I, it literally... Jesus. Dude, I used to be so stupid, though. I was like, how did they crucify him if he was a baby? Because I thought... Oh, he's born in, 
<laughs> if he's born in December and they crucified him in like March, I'm like, oh my god, he was three months old. Like he didn't even have a lot. What did he do? He couldn't talk. <laughs> I completely forgot that like years go by. Mm. And I know that like it's not even correct that Jesus' birthday was in like December. It's just like, but I, f- I just have to clarify that now because I know the YouTube comments are going to be like, he wasn't actually born in December. Yeah, all the theologians, <laughs> theologians <laughs> yeah. in the comments are going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. Don't you feel stupid? And I do. Yeah. But people like Addison Rae and Charlie D'Amelio, who are first um, who are first were just making TikToks for fun, are now millionaires. Now these stars have already made it big on TikTok. Many of them are trying to make it big in the music industry, but why? Half of these TikTokers have no experience doing anything involving music. And now suddenly they're big on TikTok and they get a huge record deal. It doesn't seem fair to the musicians who have worked their entire lives to get the opportunities that popular TikTokers have gotten without even really working for them. I think that this is a an age-old issue, mm-hmm. even back into, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s. The only thing that will propel you to fame before the democratization of TikTok was connections and yeah. knowing people mm-hmm. and knowing who to give your CD to, who to give your record to, mm-hmm. and doing someone a favor and all that shit. It has never been about the music. Yeah. And so I think that that is to be said. That the music industry in itself is so corrupt and so fucked up and not about the art at all. And it's so not um, pro-artist. Yeah. We see that repeatedly over and over again mm-hmm. of how musicians are stripped of the rights to their own music. Yeah. They have to buy them back or re-record the, the tracks. Um, how they go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. How, just like how labels own their whole lives. And so this isn't a new phenomenon is really what I'm trying to point out. Um, but it's insane to have it happen to TikTokers now. Yeah. Of I'm, like, you yeah. want to be even more famous? And it's like, well, I never considered a career in music, but sure. That's how it happened with Dixie. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's the same for, like, I feel like most of the entertainment industry. Like, that's why most of the Stranger Things cast and American Horror Story are all, like, nepotism babies. Mm. You, I mean, so it's just, like, who you know at a yeah. certain point. Which we knew that about Hollywood, but mm-hmm. it, it just is upsetting to see. Yeah. So it truly is. I feel like we have a unique perspective on that as well because we don't know anyone. We don't know anyone. <laughs> we have no social skills, yes. um, and we can't legally drive. Yes, but we both went viral and developed an audience from an incredibly grassroots yeah way. Yes, like this was not. Oh, I want to be an influencer so bad. It's like we both got fired from our full time jobs. Yeah, and I think that that offers a different perspective. That's a very interesting one because mm-hmm. the more that I meet people and the more that I'm in Hollywood, it's like we are the rarities. Yeah, That's it's crazy. I know. Like I used to hang out with someone. Well, that makes it sound so sad. Um, but like it's crazy. Like in Hollywood, literally everyone is related to and knows everyone. It's the smallest city in the world. Yeah, it truly is. And like someone's dad, like owns you know. Of Def Jam Records, and then their mom owns like three, like thirty, like Buick dealerships, and you're, and they went to high school at Doja Cat, and you're like, oh, okay, that's why I was wondering why you were so successful, and you're like a senior social writer for Vogue, but you're literally 24, and you're a millionaire. Yeah, dude, you have the connections. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's true for like every industry. I feel like, and yeah. it's not fair, but it's what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also it explains, and this is kind of a tangent, but like those people that are on TikTok, like. How I furnish my 3,200 square foot apartment in New York City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you have rich parents. Say that. Say that you have rich parents. Oh, yeah, dude. Those articles where it's like, how I save $200,000 right after college. And then everyone's <laughs> like looking for the money shot. And the money shot is, my parents gave me $200,000 yes. after college. Yes. Yeah. 
It's ins- I wish people were just more honest. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It's pretty um, obvious that they're only really in the music industry because of the money. I'm um, yeah. going back to like yeah. TikTokers, and that might not necessarily be their fault. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's their fault. If it makes money, it makes money. Yeah, and I know that. I mean, these kids are young, impressionable. Money is the goal. Yeah, I guess. Um, and they're being pushed into a lot of things that they probably never really would have considered or wanted to do. Yeah, but it's these higher ups that are like, oh, this is. This is the next logical move. And it's it was a big push. I mean, <clears throat> with like Nessa Barrett, Jaden, people like that, where it's like, we need to capitalize on this TikTok talent. Yeah. And it really makes me happy when I see TikTokers like that. I think Nessa and Jaden are great examples. Whatever, you know, drama that has circulated about their personal lives, it's on TikTok room and all that. I don't keep up with it. But I enjoy their music. Yeah. Like I do. I even enjoy Lil Huddy's music sometimes. And it's like that is a really cool thing to be like you have this whole personality and tea and people shit on you because you're hot and successful for Mm -hmm. just being hot. And then now you also have musical talent. That slays. Yeah. Like I really I can't sit here and hate on you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think that it's a weird thing that Addison and Dixie aren't seen as musicians. They're seen as TikTokers who tried music. Yeah. And Nessa and Jaden and even Bella Porch are seen as TikTokers who turned into musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what is, what's the deciding factor? Um, I'm not sure if it's even separated by like talent or like maybe I have no idea what divides them. Yeah. I, I would say talent, but I don't want to be that naive. Yeah. I would hope it would be talent. Mm-hmm. Is that I, Nessa and Jaden have made songs that relate to people on some level. Yeah. Than just like, sometimes I don't know when to be happy. <laughs> You know, it's like I don't <coughs> yeah. think that that is hitting the way you thought it would. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it also has to do with production. If you can score a fantastic producer to do something for you and then make you sound super fucking sick, mm-hmm. then, like, period. True. Anyway, um, when Addison <laughs> – back to Addison – when she performed Obsessed on Jimmy Fallon for the first time, she received a ton of hate and also she wasn't singing. Oh, yeah. So people shit on her for that, too. It was lip syncing. And she just danced for all of it. Yeah. And so it was like, it was just upsetting because it's like you are the most followed person, one of the most followed people. You couldn't, like, do something like ground shaking yeah. and life altering and like make a really good piece of media for people to consume mm-hmm. and then go on something like late night with Jimmy Fallon and like just rock it. Yeah. It was just like, we've seen pretty white girls do this. Mm-hmm. Show us something new. It's just lazy. It is. Mm-hmm. It's lazy, but people, it's the tried and true formula and people know it works. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When Dixie D'Amelio released her first song, it was made fun of, I was going to say, Addison Ray. That's like her, um, remember when people like tore Ashley Simpson apart? Mm-hmm. I don't know why like lip singing is so normalized that like we put Ashley Simpson through like probably hell and back. It's crazy. But uh, when Dixie D'Amelio released her first song, it was made fun of for, yeah, of course, for like a couple weeks on TikTok. Um, it seems though, although making music might be making D'Amelio and Ray more money, the only reason people are listening to it is to make fun of it. That's literally true. I mean, you got your 15 friends together to ironically listen to Jake Paul. Yeah. And it made them music. Yes. And it, it's millions upon millions of views and streams on the, this piece of content because we're all like, yeah. is it this bad? You're like ironically consuming something to like the reason why these people are millionaires is because of a joke. Yeah. You know, that's insane to me. You know, it's a bit that we're giving them millions of dollars. Yes, the, it, it literally <laughs> yes. is. And then labels are like, this is doing really well. Let's do it again. And then it doesn't hit the same. And then they become irrelevant. Yeah. Like that labels. You have to understand post, post, post irony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Record labels, listen to us. <laughs> you have got to understand how bits live and die on the internet and they're never to be resurfaced again. Mm-hmm. Bad pl- bad publicity. <laughs> Hello? You're like me. You're just like me. Bad publicity. <laughs> it's still publicity. And people <laughs> making blood and blood and blood and Anyway. Mm-hmm. Bad publicity. <laughs> <laughs> bad publicity is still publicity and i think that as that is very true mm-hmm. for all famous people everywhere yeah but it's especially true for tiktokers because tiktok is so new and shiny mm-hmm. to us and um when dixie's song was all over tiktok it gave us more of a reason to listen to it whether it's to laugh at it to see how bad it really is or to make a tiktok making fun of it mm-hmm. you're still using the audio when you do that so this is still giving um, Addison and Dixie and their team exactly what they wanted, which is more money and more eyes on them. When Dixie started releasing music, people noticed her Spotify listeners were very high for someone who had only released two songs. In December of 2020, Dixie D'Amelio had more monthly listeners than Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Pearl Jam, and Alice in Chains. Okay, but he, I feel like that's four examples where like it doesn't really help you gauge. I mean, those are all popular bands, but they were popular bands from like the 80s and 90s. Right, and their impact is not threatened or diminished by what Dixie was doing. Yeah. This is purely from a numbers standpoint. Mm-hmm. I would love if they gave like four pop equivalents. Right. Like if you're like um, Addis or Dixie has- Ariana the, Grande. Yeah, or um, like Charlie XCX. If they're like, they have the same numbers as Charlie XCX, that's when I would be like, oh shit, this is a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they did that for a reason. I mean, this is jarring. They but... know that their audience is older. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Well, and people aren't giving fucking Pearl Jam a billion streams a month. You don't know, man, but I love Alice in Chains. <laughs> I fucking love Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains. I, ha- I was going to go on a grunge tour of Seattle, but then I got COVID, so I had to cancel it. Yeah. But I'm going to reschedule that. I love Alice in Chains. Hey, do it. I think it's also something to be said that a lot of this music is like physical. Yeah. Tapes, CDs, records, you know, like 
streams are a big part, but mm. this is such a, this was culture defining music. Can you imagine having Addison Ray on vinyl? I'm sure they sold them. <laughs> My vintage Addison Ray 2020. But it's just like one record. of those small vinyls. I don't know how many like songs she put out. Just one. Comes with a kid's meal at McDonald's. Honestly, that'd be pretty smart. Addison Ray X McDonald's, X Morphe <laughs> yes. Collab, X Jeffree Star, X James Charles. There are some TikTokers who at least seem to be taking their career in music more seriously than others. Um, so it's clearly a popular sentiment and marks the growing resentment among TikTok fans towards influencers who try to start music careers. Yeah, I feel like it's just like it's so like it's, you, you just shit all over them. Mm. Yeah. And again, it comes back to this question of like taste and did this person put time, effort and like work into this? Uh-huh. Is it something that makes sense for their brand? Is it something that, you know, they've teased before online? Mm-hmm. Or is this just out of the blue? Hey, guys, my single. Yeah. And it's like, that is a little more hard to palate mm-hmm. versus when you've established that there's that talent there. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's interesting the way that some people do it. And it it's, has everything to do with how it's received. Is if you have put the the work in of like, I am good at music. I'm good at singing. Look at what I made. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, drop the album. Dr- please drop a single. Drop a single. Like, build up hype for it. Yeah. Instead of just like, hey, guys, I signed to fucking Sony Records. Let's do it. Yeah. And it's like, what? Why? It's, it kind of reminds me of, this, I think this is going to be a similar podcast topic, when influencers write books. Yeah. And you're like, you didn't, why would you do this? What do you have to say I'm, that you wanted to put in text and print forever exactly why they're just why would you write this like gabby hannah gabby hannah tyler oakley shane dawson and who's that curious i feel like you could just watch your youtube channel and get the gist you know yeah i don't know why you need a book i don't know why you need a song it's just navel gazing Mm -hmm. it's just i'm really important Uh and everyone needs to hear what i have to say yeah it's like do they girl (laughs) And how is every, maybe I just don't understand this. How is every book a New York Times number one bestseller? I think enough people buy it. It doesn't mean like it's actually like a good book. What, number one New York Times bestseller? I feel like that title has lost its meaning. I agree, but that's what I'm saying is like, what the fuck does it mean? It's like J.D. Power's So Shit Award. (laughs) You're like, what does it even mean anymore? It's like Employee of the Month, but you work at Wendy's. Yes, McWendy's. McWendy's. (laughs) McWendy Bees. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they sell corn dogs. Yeah. Fruit by the foot. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Deep fried fruit by the foot. Yes. Ooh. Around the corn dog. Ooh. <laughs> Can I have that with extra butter? In <laughs> <laughs> <And> ranch. <laughs> I ordered Buffalo Wild Wings last night, and the ranch tubs are so, like, averagely sized. Yeah. And I was used to having big ones, and I was like, I want to run out of ranch. <laughs> American. <laughs> With your two wings in your hands. Oh, oh, <laughs> and like all of it slatted around your mouth. <laughs> my gut sticking out. That episode of SpongeBob, who ate my chocolate? It's all around his mouth. Yes. I'm gonna starve. <laughs> That's how I feel. Do you want to talk about the TikTok bubble? I would love to talk about the TikTok bubble. <laughs> and honestly, I might want to make a little phone call to Stanley. Uh-huh. Because he has some like a very 
good perspective on this. And Stanley's right about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to internet culture, because he does our research. Mm-hmm. Um, so the TikTok bubble says that internet fame in general is temporary, as we know, and fleeting. But nothing is more fleeting and uncertain than TikTok fame. The stars themselves are likely to be the first to admit that they don't know why they blew up to such an extent. And virality on TikTok is so random that it's impossible to predict their growth or decline with any degree of certainty. Obviously, from a career or business perspective, this doesn't have much longevity. And for that reason, these influencers with an overnight following have to convert their temporary TikTok fame into something more likely to last. Now, when this happens, what that might be diversifying their content, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe they're acting now. Yeah. Maybe they're doing skits. Maybe they're, you know, it's not just thirst traps. Like, give us something else. Yeah. That starts to happen. Or circle theory is something that I want to introduce and I want to call Stanley because he can explain it better. Um, it's these people like Alex Weber uh-huh. or Emma Lou, R.I.P., that whole Emma Lou fucking story or these people that just mooptopia do you remember her oh yeah yeah yeah. um emily i forget her name the girl that used to put those little baby dinosaurs in her mouth and like she had really pretty eyes and she'd be under the sheets like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah these people that just like blew up overnight Mm -hmm. and people love them because they're underground and then um you know what i'm gonna call stanley yeah it's like how um Usually when, in, uh, since I've been on, on the internet so long, I think I have my own thing. Before I start to like someone, I need the internet. Usually for a girl, gets about three months of like people liking them uh, unconditionally. A guy usually gets about six months. Yeah. And so then at that point, the three and the six month mark, people start to dig up things on them. Yep. And then that's what tests to see if they have longevity, if they can survive that. And then if they can't survive that, they fall off or they just continue on and they make content um and then it'll happen again usually in a couple of, like years yeah and it's yeah. just it's a never-ending cycle mm-hmm. so we're calling stanley our research assistant we're now calling stanley a white man your call has been forwarded <sighs> to an and during pride month are you serious oh my god You're but so I, I think fake. we understand the idea of like circle theory yeah where it becomes a trend to hate on them and then they at that point get just like so stupidly famous that it doesn't matter yeah and then they're forgotten about like Mm -hmm. you said that's true anyway a whole other part of this equation is that the type of music oh my god i could fucking rant about this for hours and hours and hours yeah the type of music that we hear on the top 100 mm-hmm. is so fucking i'm mad at disney a b c d e f u yeah that type of music. I just saw a TikTok on it today that was like, um, Mary had a bit of them. Fuck you, Chad. Fuck you, Chad. You cheated on me. Like something like that. It's just like, it's this <laughs> recipe of something really childish and catchy and something we all know that's like, they think they're sampling it. It's going to be yeah. all cool. And then it's just some cheesy, go, let's go, girls. Yeah. Something like that to like activate what they think is the teen audience yeah and it just to me is cringe maybe i'm just not in that direct no i think it is teen target anymore no it's cringy because it's like think about it in like joke format like it's like um when bay is yeah and then that's like the you know the children's nursery rhyme and is the equivalent of when bay is you're just changing out the end it's like it's actually not creative you know well and it's also like that shit used to be funny. Yeah. And well, 
Never to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're elite. Yeah. But on Vine, <laughs> that was Vine humor. Yeah. When Bay says, I can hit it from behind. Yeah. And then it's some song that's like, I'm going to fuck you in the ass. Yeah. Or well, whatever. It's like. But that means like, do you think that the A, B, C, D, E, F, U thing could eventually become like post, post irony? Oh, 100%. It's going to be crazy. Like, people are listening to it ironically now. Yes. But in, like, 10 years, we're going to dig that up, and we're going to be like, does anyone remember this? Call Me Maybe, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, I love Carly Rae Jepsen. Now, Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. Carly Rae Jepsen's being booked at festivals. Well, Carly Rae Jepsen is really, really good. Well, yeah, period. But that song way back when, I remember being like, because it was cool to hate women yeah. back then. Dude, we've we, grown so much. We bullied Rebecca Black when she wrote Friday. She was 13 she fucking was years old. She was a middle schooler. There were grown-ass men, like, just tearing her down and, like, insulting her appearance. And I'm like, this girl is 13. Yeah. Even if the song absolutely sucks, you have to be, like, absolutely like a dick bag to just roast a 13-year-old. Yeah. So... Here's the thing that I really wanted to address. Wait, it would be kind of like funny. I mean, I so you, you said it's like easy to make music to see an influencer pivot to like classical or like symphonies. That would be incredible. You see Addison Rae sitting in front of the you know San Francisco Philharmonic. Yeah, in Just, one of those <laughs> penguin suits. Yeah, but her dances like conduct the actual show. That'd be kind of I'd be like, oh shit, Addison. I would buy a ticket. I know. She's like, didn't even, and they're actually playing to like her yeah. hand motions. <laughs> 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 Okay, so I'm trying to say that it has become so democratized, the process of making music. Anyone with a computer Uh can make a song. You can download software from the internet. Fucking GarageBand comes installed on your MacBook already. Mm -hmm. You can and have the means to make the next big hit. Mm -hmm. A lot of producers and a lot of... You know, these people that are on the top 100 follow this formula of the ABCDEFU that's like a simple, catchy, I hate men, like the most basic, relatable, you didn't put any effort into it sort Mm -hmm. of song. It goes viral. You make a song to it on TikTok. You get a famous person to use the audio on TikTok. It's done. You're famous. Mm -hmm. I resent that so much because I'm lucky enough on my TikTok for you page, I see some of the most talented vocalists some of the most talented instrumentalists some of the craziest instruments i've never even seen and these people are wizards at it Mm -hmm. there are a couple composers um jake 127 or whatever his username is that created um the piano riff intro to what it sounds like when you fall in love yeah that that was completely from tiktok he made that it went viral he would go live on tiktok and try out new pieces like he's a piano player that's insane. That's so cool. That is now on Spotify and you can listen to it. I want to see those people uh-huh. succeed the way that Dixie D'Amelio has. Yeah. And I know that that's an idealized version of the world and it'll never be like that. And, you know, this is a systematic thing and whatever. But I try to give those people a, a bit of my platform because mm. I relate to that. You know, it's like, I don't know why I went viral. Yeah. I mean, that's the imposter syndrome talking, but it's also like... I want to extend my arm to those people that I really fucking love. Yeah. And I do. You know, like when I find someone that I'm like, good for them. They have a single on Spotify. I watched them sing this on TikTok. They uploaded it. It went viral. They released it on Spotify. Now they're signed to a label. That's so fucking cool, dude. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really neat. Yeah. I understand that. Um, I'm tr- I usually like doing that with like um, influencers who do comedy who have like Ooh. less than 50,000. If they like 
consistently post funny stuff, I try to like share that on my Instagram or like my yeah. Twitter or something like that because I feel like more people deserve to see it. Yeah. It just sucks that we have to be that, you know? It's like their talent should propel them. Yeah. Not people throwing them a bone. Mm -hmm. That's insane. I know. Maybe you should do what you do for Logan Paul and stuff and just get <laughs> fit, get 15 of your friends to hate watch I it. I should, yeah. To yeah. love watch it. Love watch it, yeah. They're like, you're really annoying. <laughs> just gather around. This is really great. Isn't this really great, guys? Aren't we having a good time? <laughs> you know that thing of where like, you show someone like a clip of something and you keep watching their face to yeah. see if they're like, laughing? Me with or... Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, but like, I love this video of Jake Paul. <laughs> no, like, let me replay it. You didn't hear that, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah it's really funny. Mm -hmm. So thanks to the wonders of post-production, it's not hard to shoehorn an influencer who would perhaps otherwise have never attempted music into the role of a pop star. Because... I would argue 80% of being a pop star is the look. Mm -hmm. But you know what's insane is that these people don't have the charm. Yeah. Like Dixie and Charlie are such nice girls. Like I've met both of them. They're really nice and they're so young. But it's also like, where's the charm? Yeah. Charlie's so cute mm -hmm. and she has handled the fame so well yes. for someone who I can't fucking imagine mm -hmm. having 100 million plus followers all over the world. Mm -hmm. I can't. What, dude? She's like so young as well but for dixie it's like you're this you are a pop star yeah where's the charisma i i don't know i feel like that also shows in like sort of like stage performance and yeah. like like stage presence sorry yeah i don't think i think they're really nice but I, I don't think that they have the stage presence for it yeah and i don't think that that's a dig or that's not yeah us being hateful i think it's that is part of the equation to be mm -hmm. a world dominating star yeah exactly you have to be likable in that sense as well mm-hmm it's a it's a strange thing because a lot of these TikTok kids, what is it about you can talk to the camera, but you can't talk to people? Uh -huh. Like you're more comfortable being alone and talking to a camera, which some people really struggle with. For me, it's probably autism. But I can, I'm getting diagnosed, don't worry. Dude, yeah. it takes five fucking months, the that wait list. That is stupid. And my friend was like, it's $5,000. Oh. And all, at the end of the day, they're just going to be like, you have autism. Isn't that crazy? Why $5,000? It's just like super fucking expensive. But what yeah, I mean, I'm really good with cameras, but when it comes to people, like we had our live show, I like literally had to go to the doctor and get like medication because my brain will shut off and I'll go like stress blind. But sitting alone talking to a camera, you're completely fine. Yeah, because I can't see the crowd, you know, mm. I can tell like I can literally fart into my TikTok live and like yeah. describe like how I took a nap with a butt plug in and now my poop just falls out of my ass. But the idea of... <laughs> Literally looking at 500 people. By the way, that happened yesterday. And I'm still suffering the consequences. But like... What did you do? It was Pride Month. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. That was just any old Tuesday. It was just May 31st. I just, you know, when you have like a, a, a cravings, I just put a butt plug up my butt, obviously. And you shitted? No, I took a nap. And then when I pulled it out, I guess... Well, I, I didn't have to shit because I pulled it out. It just every... Since the hole was just so big for so long <laughs> that, like, when I poop, it just kind of falls out. <laughs> I think this is pretty relatable for some people. <laughs> hey, guys, leave us a comment below <laughs> yes. if you've ever... That relatable moment when your hole is so big, poop falls out. Man. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I gauged my butt, you know? Ooh, imagine like a you know like how they do like one inch or like um like half inch like gauges. There's they like do the you same put a little lock in, in <laughs> yeah, it. They put a, they do the same sizing for butt plugs. <laughs> I'm at about a one inch right now. I'm trying to make it up to two. Oh 
Oh, your butthole being one inch wide? I mean, I would say with the, you know what? I, th- I think at most yesterday it was actually probably, yeah, at like an inch and a half wide. <sighs> that sounds like a war scene <laughs> in your room. You poop. Not your butthole the, opens my up. My butthole in two inches wide. <laughs> yes. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> I hear what you guys say about me. I was about to say, what about when you give birth? And then I <laughs> <my butthole. laughs> when mommy shitted me out. <laughs> right. That's what I used to think happened as a kid. That uh, your parents would just poop you out. Yeah, that having a kid is just having like a really painful doo doo. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it probably is. But out of your butthole. I know. That's not. Someone corrected me <laughs> at the ripe age of twenty-two. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, what happens? <laughs> that person, Addison Ray. <laughs> that person, Hank Green. Yes. <laughs> he stitched my video and he corrected me. Me being like, do babies get shitted out? And being like, I, he zooms in really quick. I love this question. <laughs> yeah. I think that what scares me the most about like childbirth is everything. But also yes. like my partner, now that I'm gay, I guess like my partner watching me poop on a table probably wouldn't be that weird. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't want to poop in front of anyone, like, looking like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's pooping. something very embarrassing about childbirth. I don't mind, like, you know, when you're talking to someone and you guys, like, you know, in the same bathroom while someone's pooping. Yeah. But, like, to have your legs up and spread yeah. and they just, I mean, like, you poop because you're pushing so hard. Yeah. I imagine all care goes out the window because, you know, there's a child come out of you. Well, it's just, I have always thought, since I learned about childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> a couple months ago. Yes. I was like, that must be the most excruciating pain anyone has ever gone through. Yeah, probably. Like, without the marvels of modern medicine, uh-huh. how the fuck? Back to those stoned women in the 1450s. Yeah. Now, what's going on there? But the thing is, is, like, people back in the day used to give birth by, like, squatting. Because yeah. that's the most natural position. Yeah. The reason why women lay on their backs is because, like, a certain king wanted to watch. That's Insane. Men are disgusting perverts, and they just, just leave let women me alone. Crouch over a hole <laughs> yes. and deliver my child. Exactly. <laughs> no, but honestly, like squatty potty is like I imagine could really have aided in childbirth, like yeah, back in the 1500s. That's insane to think about. I know. Also, I don't know what a midwife is. Um, a midwife is like the person who has sex with your husband while you're giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> I found out. Your husband's like, oh no, he's just getting top. <laughs> I can't, I can't fuck her because I, she's on the table. Yeah. Um, that's disgusting to think about. But I, I found out what a wet nurse was. No, what the fuck is a wet nurse? It's uh like a nurse who like breastfeeds your baby. What? So like a baby is breastfeeding off of someone else. I thought a wet nurse was just in a swimsuit in the pool. <laughs> <you're> <laughs> <giving> <laughs> birth, like a whole birth in the bathroom. She's just like doing things, swimming around. She's like aquamarine. <laughs> she has to be in a bathtub of water or she can't breathe. <laughs> Wet nurse. But hell, she still watches my child. God damn, she can swim. <laughs> a wet nurse is a woman who breastfeeds and cares for... So what? What? I know. How? If you handed me a child right now and said breastfeed, I don't have milk. Well, the, if a child suckling, like latching, could like stimulate that in your boobs. Also, like... No way. I know, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If your baby... like, But I'm not hormonal. I'm not making milk. I'm... <laughs> I mean... Me neither. <laughs> I'm just like, like, <laughs> Wait, how to make milk? How to, can I milk myself? <laughs> how, to, 
How to make breast milk. Wiki how. Milk yourself. Um, you can start pumping. You can, um, it says, use the right breast pump. Make yourself comfortable. Oh, this is how to make, like, someone who is already, like, boob milking. <laughs> What's it called? Wet nursed children may be known as milk siblings. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how complicated that gets. You have like step wet siblings. Oh yeah. yeah. My wet siblings. That sounds so unusual. They're linked by a special relationship of milk kinship. You know what? This is gonna be one of those fucking historical things that we're like, oh, that's funny, and it's like the most horrifying, life-threatening, <laughs> like because a lot of wet nurses were black women. Yeah. It's gonna be one of those things that's like such a terrible tragedy of a history. Mm-hmm. But I still don't, I don't know why they still use that term. Um, cause they're feeding it milk. But the thing is, I also think, do we apply that to like any other restaurants that like they feed their children? Like, can we be McDonald's sisters? Oh, surely. Yeah. So if we can be like milk sisters, why can't we, we be? be? Mickey D sisters. <laughs> yes. Mackie Don's. <laughs> but let's go back to TikTokers making music. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. If you insist. <laughs> well, I, I guess think of wet nurses as someone who writes songs for TikTokers, but with their brain and not their breasts. Right. Yes. Handing off your metaphorical child that is a song to a wet nurse. So it can suckle on your talent to teats. Right. And then you hand it back to the... Hey, that's a great... The mother who can't create. Right. Oh. Aww. Yeah. All right. But let's. So we've circled back. All right. So TikTok is now interest, intrinsically linked with the music industry. The app has the power to make songs go viral in a big way out of the blue. And with almost every video having a song, at least in the background, it's quite literally the glue that holds the app together. Yeah. I would definitely agree. I have to burp. If someone with a huge pre existing following releases a song that blows up internally within that person's fan base. Yeah. Yeah. The, per <laughs> the chances are that it will start to leak out onto the rest of the platform giving it a good chance of going viral on a global scale. That's true. That is true. And that is also one of the pillars of what makes this work, mm -hmm. is that you are no longer a struggling musician booking open mic nights, singing at coffee shops, handing out your CD on the side of the fucking road. Yeah. That, or like opening for people. This is like, you can do it all from the comfort of your house. Yeah. You can go viral all from the comfort of your, of your house. Have 7 million followers. Do this, do that. And you never have to leave. And you can sign to a record label without ever having to put in the work that traditional artists could mm -hmm. have. And it's this thing, too, that relates to a lot of people who find success online. You've talked previously about comedians, traditional yeah. comedians, resenting social media comedians yeah. because it seems relatively easy for us mm -hmm. and we didn't have to pay our dues the way that they did. Yeah. I think the same can be said for musicians, people that have been struggling to find fame and success in music since the eighties and nineties or even further back resent these kids that are just like, I've got this tune in my head and they bang out a little something on guitar and piano and make a song yeah. on their MacBook. Yeah. And it has a billion streams. Mm -hmm. Like people resent that, but it's also like, that you just didn't have the tools that these kids have. I don't think it's a yeah. difference in talent. You can also do it. I mean, probably right. not to like the probably not everyone can like actually go viral, but you can also do what they're doing. Right. And I think like a lot of people in traditional media just honestly refuse to go on social media. It's yeah. crazy like living it's in It's a hindrance. Yeah, dude, living in Hollywood, there are so many people who are like act like social media is like the bane of their existence. 
existence. I went to a Facebook creator party and um, I was talking to someone in like line and they work for like a music company. And I was like, you're on, are you on TikTok? And they're like, no. And they kind of like talked down to me. And I was like, you're a mu- you're, you work in music and you're not on TikTok. You are missing the fucking point of you the music career. Actually, you're just bad at your job. Yeah. And there's also like, when you talk about like the comedians, like I talked to a comedian who I love. He, um, off, he like does a lot of things at the Laugh Factory, which is huge in um, LA. But like literally to get on stage at the Laugh Factory, you have to first work the doors and like literally work your way through the building. And I guess if you have to do that and all these comedians do this and then they see people just from social media like immediately blowing up. It's like, dude, just because you were treated like shit doesn't mean like everyone else. Yeah, Yeah. if you don't want to get on social media, you're hindering yourself, you know. But yes, exactly. I understand that they start to resent them, but a lot of them don't realize that they can also utilize social media and choose not to. So we're going to talk about gaining legitimacy Mm -hmm. through social media and how you cross over that cringe barrier. So TikTokers are trying to break into the music industry to garner legitimacy. Outside of the TikTok bubble, it's no secret that people generally look down on those who are famous on the app for doing viral dances and lip syncing because it doesn't take talent or skill. Therefore, it's reasonable that these influencers are looking for a way to convert their image into something more palatable for the mainstream media. Nessa Barrett and Jaden Hostler performed on both Jimmy Kimmel Live and The Ellen Show, but were presented as musicians rather than just TikTok stars. Mm-hmm. Now, that is key. Yeah. How you're introduced. Like, how... And that is by design, by the way. Because mm-hmm. they say, how do you want us to bring you out? How do you want us to intro you? Yeah. And it's not, you know... You know her from TikTok. She's da da da. Like they specific her their PR people were like introduce them as musicians. Yeah, I mean you've done that in the past on this podcast where <laughs> you know I'm talking about which title is more embarrassing, like podcast host or YouTuber, and mm. then you said you know you're we're comedians, mm-hmm. and that's less embarrassing and more legitimate to be introduced right. like as that. It's all about self branding. Mm-hmm. Of course, within this group of influencers turned musicians, there are inevitable differences in talent. Some met with praise while others are being called out by those who feel their sudden focus on a music career is disingenuous, forced, and a cheap money grab. Mm -hmm. Which is true. At the end of the day, at least with the current wave of social media stars attempting to break through with music, they still are seen as part of the stain that is the TikToker (laughs) to musician pipeline. Really great wording, Stanley. (laughs) Yes. So Stanley says, let's talk about the influencer to pop star pipeline, mic drop music. Perks of becoming an influencer before you take on bigger career paths is that you'll have a large audience always behind you, uh, whether it ends up being good or bad. Yeah, I think that's what, um, like, we were talking about, I'm talking about, like, getting into, like, stand-up comedy, and um, I have, like, what's crazy is I need stage practice. Like, I need to actually physically practice on the stage because I have the audience. I'm not worried about that. Like, it's just, like, I have social anxiety and, like, sensory issues, so I really... I don't need to I don't need to be performing in front of 500 people. I want to do stand-up sets in like coffee shops and like I want to bomb a couple times. I want to like do it it's in relatively low risk. Yeah, just to get like um cuz I it's very much for me the cart before the horse. Yeah. You know, like I don't actually have the experience and so I need to experience you know, just the shitty stuff before I feel like I'm prepared for like a large audience. But you have the skill, which is the most important part. I do, and I definitely have like years of material, but like I just need to get used to talking to a crowd, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But this is, this is yeah. Um, anyone can sing, but the real talent is, can anyone sing? I don't think that's right. But the, Yes, it is right. <laughs> you literally can sing. 
Because with the help of post-production and auto-tune and all that, anyone can fucking sing. Oh, I was thinking just the ability to open your mouth and probably like sing something. Yeah, anyone can make noise. (laughs) But the real talent is behind the scenes, the writing, the instrumental, the real creating. These influencers have the ability to get in touch with the greatest people in the industry. Mm. Some people question whether these social media stars are just buying their way into the music world. That's key. These Mm -hmm. influencers have the ability to get in touch with the greatest people in the industry. That is never before heard of yeah i mean i know i'm not even in music but i know a fuck ton of musicians just because they like my stuff Mm -hmm. and i feel like if i reached like i could just get their connections as well Mm -hmm. so i imagine like these people with 100 million followers like who the fuck they could potentially be connected to yeah and then also their team sets them up with someone Mm -hmm. yeah it's cool Mm -hmm. it's cool but it's i'm just so excited like a lot of these topics we discuss on this podcast i'm excited for in 20 years when they're being discussed in sociology classes. Yeah. You know, it's I don't like, even think we have to wait 20 years. I agree. Truthfully. People are already doing like academic analyses on what's happening. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like how quickly um, like marketing classes have to churn out like social media textbooks oh, because God. I feel like the examples become so dated immediately. Yes. I mean, imagine like reading a book like that in a comm class from 2015. Yeah. That is a different lifetime. I know. They have, like, planking, and then they have... I, did, I took a marketing class on, like, virality, and there was one where it's, like, um, uh, wait, United broke my guitar. United, you broke my Taylor guitar. So that was, like, a huge thing. This guy went on a flight, and United broke his guitar, and then it went viral at that time. Uh-huh. And they used that as the example in class. And meanwhile, like, there's, you know, Vine is happening. Right. And YouTube, and more YouTube things are happening. It's like, this is actually dated, and it was right. only a couple years ago. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, the book is being published in 2015. They've been doing research in probably 2012. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so much to write about. You can't about. keep up. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, McGraw-Hill. Yeah, sorry, McGraw-Hill, you're... Bankrupt. <laughs> yes. You're out of fucking business. You should have a 14-year-old writing essays <laughs> for you. Um, so there is a difference, like we said earlier, between influencers to musicians and musicians that are influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a notable difference between online celebrities who have found their success online by creating content and shifting towards the music industry. And there are musicians who have found fame online who have, have an online following from their music they shared online. Many of these musicians become influencers because creating content outside of music as well. Mm-hmm. And you see that a lot of times with like Doja Cat. Doja Cat is obviously, she is of the internet, but she also is a huge fucking An musician. incredibly talented mm-hmm. musician. But she'll come on TikTok and just shitpost. Yeah. And Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. Same deal. Well, Lil Nas X is from Twitter. I didn't know that he yeah, on the internet. he ran like a Nicki Minaj stan account. Yeah. That is so fucking crazy. He's a borb. Um, so here's some famous examples of music influencers like Conan Gray, Madison Beer, Doja Cat, um, uh, Nico. Yes, MXM, Tune, Jojo Siwa, Duncan. <laughs> L- say, happy Pride Month, Jojo Siwa, <laughs> specifically. She's gay. What's up? <laughs> um, Olivia Rodrigo, Sabrina Carpenter, Jacob Sartorius. <laughs> Oh my God, Melanie Martinez, Lizzo, Phineas, Billie Eilish, Shawn Mendes, and Charlie Puth. And so many more. And then there's examples of influencers who turned into musicians like Bella Porch, who actually, I think their music is really fucking good. Yeah. I enjoy it. She's actually a really decent singer. Today. And then Nessa Barrett, Baby Ariel, Addison Rae, Dixie D'Amelio, Lil Huddy, Lauren Gray, Paul Brothers, KSI, Lele Pons. And Jaden. We will have to say, though, Brittany and I both admitted this. Lele Pons has one good song. Was it? Celoso. It is so fucking catchy. I love it. And you know what? 
That was really hard to say. <laughs> that was really hard to say. That's harder to say than I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I show up to AA and I'm like, hey guys, I'm a Lily Pond stan. She's like, hey guys, I'm fine. <laughs> you guys are all fucking losers. And then they get me on the road to recovery. <laughs> the 12 steps. I ask for forgiveness from my friends and family. <laughs> you write Lily Pond's a note? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, this list is controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is it controversial? Because this whole discover or this whole conversation of who, which I would argue some of these people are legitimate musicians and some are not. Yeah. And it's that whole thing of it's personal opinion. It's streams. Yeah. It's reputation. It's how they're perceived. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I think that it's going to be interesting how this list ages. Yeah. In five, ten years. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've ever, like, it's like Baby Ariel was, like, huge on, like, Musical.ly. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's still huge now, but, like, I would say, like, her prime was on Musical.ly. Yeah. So it's, like, I wonder in five years, like, what Addison Rae will be doing. However, yeah. Addison Rae is pivoting to movies and, like, TV as well. And, like, fashion and beauty. So I think that she definitely has longevity. Um, but I would like to see, yeah, exactly where these people are in five years. Yeah, I'm going to get the, um, 10-year Jake Paul anniversary <laughs> cd vinyl record box yes for our number one streamer you do like a 10-year reunion with like the paul brothers or like the low gang <laughs> and like people have like a meetup and it's like you wear like name tags like hey i used to be a you know yeah x maverick <laughs> yes x low gang <laughs> glad to feel supported in this moment i want to see where i'm at in 10 years i start making music <laughs> <laughs> You're singing, rapping on stage <laughs> at your stand-up gig. <laughs> I always have the weirdest Google searches after this. Yeah. Tana Mojo Hefner, wet nurse. How to, <laughs> minus how to make breast milk, Tana Mojo, Tana Mojo misspelled, <laughs> Tana Mojo, Paris, Paris Hilton's friend with fat ass. <laughs> how old is Jesus? <laughs> how did Jesus die? How did Jesus die? <laughs> how many friends did Jesus have? <laughs> You know, like, usually if you see someone's, like, Google search bar, you can, like, follow their thought process. There's absolutely no fucking <laughs> so, rhyme or reason. Yes. This person is smoking bath salts. Yep. <laughs> is what you figure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for this super special episode of Violating, Violating Community, Community Guidelines. Guidelines. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe. Um, rate five stars. Rate five stars. Leave a comment. And a um, review. Please. Mm -hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any place you get your podcasts. Yes. YouTube. Pride Month. YouTube. <laughs> Being Pride. gay. Pride Month. <laughs> uh, Pride. Um, hashtag lesbian. Hashtag gay. Hashtag. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag bi. Hashtag pan. Hashtag, uh, hashtag IA. Um, <laughs> we heart you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye. This is so ugly. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.